Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So... Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Flight Podcast. You like apples? All right, welcome back into a very special Super Bowl preview edition of the JPP Pod. We got LJ Pops and Special guest and 49er fan Hannah's in the building. What's going on, guys? Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. We are back. We're going to have a lot of fun. We got some uh, prop bet stuff going on for you. As we mentioned last on the last episode, we have a little movie review going on at the end. I did my homework. 1917. Luckily, LJ did his homework. The dog did not eat it. Pocket is fine. And then we have some other news. We'll touch on a little Kobe talk after the bombs. Probably the biggest sports news. We'll get into that. Just a huge story coming out. Sad story from Kobe Bryant. But first, I do want to mention our friends over at my bookie with the Super Bowl right around the corner. Any game, we don't have it. Well, Hannah has a dog in the fight, but the three of us do not have a dog in the fight as far as our team's in it. But a game is always 10 times more exciting when you're putting a little money on the line and sometimes you just have a gut feeling about a matchup or about how long a national anthem may go. We might have a little uh, information on yeah. that in a little bit. But regardless, where, whether you've been betting for years or whether you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is the best bet this season. You can get on there right now. Special promo code for our listeners. You put the promo code CHAIR in, and you will get double your first deposit on my bookie right now. So if after you listen to this, you think, I just know what color that Gatorade is going to be, or I just <laughs> know Raheem Mostert's got another one in the bag. He's ready for it one more time. Then head over to my bookie, put in the promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, double your first deposit, then go put it on the line. Go win you some money. Get some money. There's nothing better than watching the Super Bowl when then knowing you got some cash coming your way. Mm-hmm. So visit my bookie, put in the promo code CHAIR, double your first deposit. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, I do want to get in to the Super Bowl stuff, but I think first we probably start with, and it's a sad news, it, it was it kind of rocked up. I would say the sports world on Sunday, but just the world. The world I mean, general, it was. Yeah. Uh, I I kind of want to start. Actually, I want to ask you, pops, because I wasn't. I don't. What year was the OJ Simpson when the, when the chase happened? Ninety four comes to mind. Yeah. I, I'm not sure, honestly, Kev. I know this is different because this is a a death and not not a you know a chase, but this really seems like that story. We we talk about like you know where you are when you saw this X game or whatever, 94. but this is different where. We weren't like sitting down to watch a championship game. This was 
I mean, whether you were at church, whether you were at lunch, whether you were in the car, I mean, this news hit, I know it's, I think everyone will know where they were when they saw that alert hit their phone or saw that. That text from a friend or got that. We got, actually, we got a a call over headset while we were working a show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even in the theater world, it was big enough news to break onto the headset. So, yeah. So I was actually, we were, we were actually in a casino at a blackjack's table. And someone, a friend, someone was sitting next to us. Jared was sitting there and he goes, Kobe Bryant just died. And we were all like, that's not, a, a, yeah. that's not even a funny joke. Like that's, yeah. who, and then he, and then he showed us the TMZ article that showed the, the, the helicopter crash and at least five are dead and Kobe and his daughter Gigi passed away. And even then I thought it was fake. It just felt like a hoax. It didn't feel yeah. real. I mean, what were your thoughts when you saw it pops? I mean, that. Kobe, I think Michael Jordan's the best player of all time in basketball, but Kobe's on the Mount Rushmore, or if not, he's right there for a lot of people. What did you think when you saw it? You know, I I, I don't know. I, it, I was so shocked when I saw it. I don't know that it hit me. And I will tell you, the more it plays out, the more it hits me and the sadder um, I get. I I There's a couple things I want to say. One is, and I think y'all know, I've, I've never been the biggest Shaq fan, but boy, I just watched his deal where he's with the you know the TNT bunch on Tuesday night they canceled the Clippers Lakers game or postponed the game and the TNT guys were just talking at Staples Center and wow. here in Shaq here in Shaq wow. was tough I mean it was wow it was really tough I, I think it was heartfelt and and um I I don't remember if he said it but I heard somebody else say too that you know Kobe seemed to really be coming into his own just you know, yeah, he was a great basketball player, but he seemed like he was almost happier now than even when he As was playing he basketball. I mean, yeah. he was so excited. His his, you know, his daughter was into basketball and was doing well, and it was certainly a love of his. But he was so talented in so many other aspects of life. Um, I mean, he wrote a book. I mean, he was did, won awards for a book he wrote. He was this podcast and was all like geared toward. He had this drive, and it was really neat about how he was really wanting to make content for kids and he wanted to use sports as a way to talk with kids. And, and I don't, what, what were you thought? I mean, what were your thoughts, LG? I'll go to you first. And then I do want to get Hannah's perspective, just not being as, I mean, both of y'all really, cause we're not, y'all aren't as big a basketball people as me and pops are. Yeah. What were your thoughts, LJ? Um, I mean, for me, it was, I mean, he was, he was one of the few basketball players that like lines up with my uh, lifetime perfectly. Like I kind of, I was not into yeah. basketball by the time LeBron James was, as good as you know he is, and uh, and I really didn't get to see much Jordan before. Like I had, yeah, it, it it was just Kobe was like the athlete of my lifetime. Like he was like because NFL athletes don't last as long. So he, like John Elway retired well before I was like really you know past. Kobe Bryant was just like this huge deal for my entire sports watching career up to this, and it was it feels like it was just like not even days ago that he was dropping 80 points on teams every now and again. And, and so to get that news, it just felt like, you know, it'd be one thing if we lost some like, you know, major sports star from like the seventies. Um, but it just felt like it was way too early, obviously to be his time. And so that was like devastating, like immediately, just like a my immediate gut reaction was just like, wow, I don't even know how to process this. Like it's going to be days before I, and it's been days. I'm kind of starting to feel it more, like what it actually feels like. Um, but then, you know, it's also the, uh, and Hannah may or may not have something to say about this, but it, you know, the idea that there were what nine other people, 10 other people on that helicopter that died and we don't mm-hmm. care about any of them. And it just like 
I don't know, it puts into perspective like what makes life important and then, you know, what makes a person. I don't know. It's just it's a weird story that's that's hard to deal with in a lot of ways. But I will say that, like, I'll never like I, I like can we start a petition to like uh, all anytime you shoot anything, you have to say Kobe like it becomes like, you know, it's it is the rule. in. Life. I mean, that is literally like my whole childhood. <laughs> and I wouldn't even the Kobe fan. Like I, yeah. That's what's interesting about this is i wasn't a kobe fan if anything i rooted against kobe yeah. way more often than i rooted for kobe yeah but kobe had that thing in sports where i think the best part about sports is it has a way to make you feel yeah like you just rooting for something so hard and kobe really no matter what you how big a fan you were of him or not you always felt when you're watching i mean his last game where he was his whole last final year he was not the same player and then how does he go out? His final game in Staples Center, he goes for 61 I yeah. mean, or 60 points. Yeah. and A legend, an absolute legend. I mean, just incredible. He, and then like you said, every I've, every time I've thrown away something, I don't really – I mean, yeah. I'm a Dirk fan through and through, but I don't <laughs> say Dirk when I throw away Nowitzki. a paper ball. I say Kobe. I was Kobe. trying to think of it earlier today, and, how many players like have that sort of immortality um, of their name is synonymous with an action. And I can only think of Kobe and Moss. Those were the two – that there's like an action associated with a name that like, even if you don't know who these players are, you understand what Mawson on somebody is and you understand what you mean when you yell out Kobe. Like um, I actually think those names, I think especially Kobe, that's going to outlive like the last person who remembers what Kobe Bryant, uh, who Kobe Bryant was will uh, die before the last person who yells Kobe throwing something into Mm -hmm. a trash can does. You know what I mean? Like that's going to outlive his legacy. It's just amazing. So what, what were some thoughts you had, Hannah, when you when the news when you saw the news, just things that have gone through your mind? <clears throat> well, I mean, the first thing was it was just really shocking and surprising just because I mean, I know I I don't watch a ton of basketball, but I do know who he is. Like he's a household name, you know. We know everybody knows who Kobe Bryant is, but my initial thought was just a lot of people lost their heroes on Sunday and a lot of players lost like the reason why they play basketball right now currently they no longer like he's gone now and it was that hit me really hard like on on sunday but um and then lj and i were talking earlier that he's the kids that are in probably like five or younger are not going to know who he is and that's weird to me like and I they, think that's the biggest letdown because I think he still had a lot to give the earth. Like, I, I just think yeah. there was Me a lot too. more of an well, impact. And, and mm. I, I wanted to say, too, that he was becoming what seemed to be such a great dad and and kind of oh my and, God. And kind I mean, of a mature. Like amazing yeah, father. he seemed like such yeah. an amazing yeah. father, husband, um, kind of a older brother, uncle, father kind of figure and seemed to really have his stuff together. I, I just... Was really had really my respect had grown and grown and grown of him more after he retired. It, yeah. It's a sad day, y'all. It's 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 terribly yeah. sad. Very 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 bad. I and I want to share this on our show notes, but uh, <clears throat> L Duncan, who works for ESPN, she's an anchor for different sports centers, and she had a really cool clip where she was talking about Kobe Bryant. She said she only met him once and spent thirty minutes with him, and they were talking about she was pregnant with, and she was having her her daughter at the time, and they were just talking about. Having girls and Kobe, he had four daughters and he was just huge with, I mean, he's huge point. That was like his life was his kids. Like that's what he loved to do. And whether he was talking about his oldest, that was a good volleyball player or his Gigi, who was a really good basketball player, already had a scholarship to go to UConn, which is the, the wow. school college. I, yeah. And how old and, is she? 
14? 14, I believe. Wow. Gigi, 13 maybe, I think. 13, 13 yeah. 14, wow. yeah. Scholarship yeah. at UConn and, already. Yeah. And you hear wow. Kobe talk about her, and he was like, like, he would just go, he would gush and be like, she's got it. She's got something I've never had. She's already got it. And then it was really interesting. He was taught this this thing with L. Duncan where she was talking to him, and it he was talking about his wife kind of wanted to try to have another kid because they kind of wanted to try to have a boy just because they don't have a boy. But she was kind of... Wondering, are they even gonna? I got. Are we gonna have a boy? Do we want another kid and all this stuff? And she was like, "Would you be upset if you had another daughter?" And he was like, "What? I want five more daughters." And then he said, "I'm a girl dad. I'm a girl dad. I love it. There's nothing better." And the, I mean, he loved his daughters like no other. And so she was really tearing up. But she said, "At least I know he went out doing what he loved more than anything in the world, and that was being with his daughter." That's a good point. And it's it's really it's a tragic story. I honestly, I on and we talked about it beforehand. Before we got on, I think this is the biggest sports story I've ever experienced in my entire life. And I think it probably will be because of how unexpected. It's one thing when we lose someone who has been diminishing in health. But like Hannah said, I think Kobe Bryant was just now getting into this second window of his life. And he had so much to offer and was going to give back to the world in a way that would have been huge. He still had a lot to leave on this this earth. And it's sad. And I don't... I think the NBA made the right decision postponing the Clippers Lakers game because, like, if it's hitting us hard, yeah, think about how it's hitting LeBron James, who grew up idolizing Kobe, wanting to beat Kobe, whether it was wanting to overcome Kobe, whatever. It was this guy was your motivation. He was your drive. He talked to you. He gave you. He was a mentor. He was huge for everybody in the NBA. And it's yeah. it's you see it impacting these guys throughout the week. And well, it's, and it's can sad. I say it was so moving to see all the twenty four. Uh, second clock violations over a couple of games like that was that was really touching to watch just basketball players win the tip off and just say screw it i'm not as 24 is too special yeah. a number i had to say i think that, it was the spurs cool. the spurs and raptors on sunday they started the game with two 24 second violations and i believe each team. so did boston and yeah. um whoever boston played i can't remember but, yeah, but we watched it um yeah it was it was just it, it meant a lot it, it just like hit me like that was when it first hit me like that it had really happened is these players taking this tribute and saying, who cares? It's a game, you know, at least for right now, this is, this is about something bigger than what's happening on the court. And it's one of those, like pop said, like saw it Sunday. And then it doesn't, maybe it didn't hit me right when I saw it. And then like an hour later, all of a sudden you're like, get really sad. And then like, you kind of forget about it. And then two hours later, you see one little tweet where he makes a joke about Lou Williams. who used to play in the Lakers made a joke just saying, one day they lost so bad that Kobe took all the players that had Kobe's shoes and threw them in the trash. He said, y'all don't deserve to wear Kobe's. Like, there's just fun <laughs> stories. And that's what's great is I'm seeing all the fun stories shared about yeah. Kobe that were really cool. And it sounds like if you can't hear one person who talks about him, even when they weren't a fan of the Lakers and, like, rooted so hard against him, yeah. they, he made an impact on your life, whether you even knew him or not. We Obviously, none of us ever even spoke a word, saw us. I yeah. never saw him live playing a game. Yeah. But he still had an impact on my life, and that – I think that says a lot, and I hate to see. It. I mean, it's it's sad. It's just he's sad a guy that where else you know, go. like him or not, and like you said, maybe you rooted against. You always respected Kobe because he worked. Yeah. Well, his he drive worked, and and he made no excuses ever. He just said, "Do the work." Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I respect him immensely, and I I will miss him. I will absolutely miss him. Yeah, and I think the game will miss him too. And I I don't know where it goes from here. I don't know what what happens if a jersey number gets retired. I think obviously for the Lakers, twenty four and eight will never be worn again. But that's already been a announced. really cool yeah. story. Okay, a really cool story pops. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Mike Tirico actually shared it because he was calling the final game, the Laker game where Kobe scored the sixty in Staples. 
He went to the free throw line with 58 points, and he made one. And then on the second, Gordon Hayward purposely, you can see it in the background now, Gordon Hayward purposely does a lane violation and makes a point to the ref to show that he made a lane violation just in case Kobe missed it. So he would end with 60, not 59. Kobe obviously hit it, so it didn't matter. But it's just, it made me, so many cool stories being shared. The sad ones are good because it shows you about him, but even the fun stories, like all the Kobe stories, please keep sharing them. I love seeing them. Every time I see one on Twitter or anywhere on the internet, just it's going to be a sad week. It's probably going to be sad for a little while. And So I have a question for you guys on this subject real quick. What do you guys think about this uh, petition to make Kobe Bryant the new Jerry West, the new logo? The logo? The logo. Have y'all seen that? I have. Do you have any I, thoughts? Just instant reaction? Hmm. I don't think you changed. I don't know. I don't think you changed the logo. I think there's different ways to honor Kobe Bryant. And and that would be very, I mean, It'd that would honor him a lot. But I think I think if you want to do something big like that, I think you retire 8 and 24 from the league if you want to. But even. That'd be huge. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I've changed the logo because the NBA logo is just the logo. You yeah. Know? Um, what do you think? Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on it? Wow. I have not no, heard that. Um, that's, that's, I, it would be a hell of an honor. I mean, I, I wouldn't be against it. Um, uh, you know, okay. I, I'd be all right with it. Yeah. What I, about you? Did, did you I don't any? think it's like uh, a bad idea. I just think it's probably a little too reactionary. Like they, maybe we revisit this in two years and see if we want to make Kobe the logo, you know, Good um, just because, you know, a player has to die to become the, the logo of the NBA. Like that seems like maybe a, I don't know, just not a useful precedent because then if you ever decide to change the logo, then you're like almost you know, taking a dump on this, this memorial that essentially people would turn it into. Um, so it's something to consider later, I think more than now, but I think it's a cool idea and I've seen like the mock-up of what it would look like and it's fantastic. And, um, you know, it's, it, it, it would be a good example of what the NBA kind of represents now. It's more of a new player. It's, I think it would be something that kids growing up could like, you know, hope to be the logo of the NBA one day. And I think that's kind of cool, but I think it's like revisit that in a couple of years. Don't make it a memorial right now. You know, the Kobe, the Kobe, story and Kobe career is just so interesting because we I, I feel like and I was really young when he started but we saw his entire like him grow up he was a little kid I mean he was a he kid was, when he was the youngest yeah. player to ever get into the NBA yeah. and we watched him grow up we watched him be a little bit of an immature kid I mean yeah he, yeah he was immature and then he was he wanted to become a star so he wanted to get rid of Shaq and then we saw him have issues and I don't think it's necessarily worth bringing up but we saw him go through issues with the the sexual assault thing Colorado and 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 he grew from that, and I think he, he became a better human being from that. And we saw, and then we saw what he did post career, like Hannah was saying, where he was literally the day his career ended, he was already like he knew what he wanted to do. He's it, it was showing the drive of Kobe that he was already like he talked about it. He's been practicing writing when he was like midway through his NBA career because he already was like, all right, what am I doing post career? Because he just couldn't help but be the hardest working sob in the gym yeah. at all times. Yeah. And I think if anything, you take away. Take away, try to be, try to instill somewhat of his work ethic if you can, because that's what Kobe did. I think it's just the hardest worker. He was gonna, you weren't gonna outwork him. You might beat him, but you weren't gonna outwork him. And that's the thing that I think I'll take away from Kobe. Yeah, and it's sad. Uh, there's no easy way to transition, so we'll just go. We'll just transition into the biggest storyline moving forward in the sports world, and that is the biggest game in the world, right? I mean, they haven't, we didn't, we, we talked about this last week, viewership wise, every, this is the biggest game in the world. Super Bowl 54, right? 54. Live, yeah. 54. Super Bowl live, live in live. Miami. It is the, the 11th Super Bowl to hit South Florida, which is the most to ever go into one area. Do you know the second most anybody? 
Wait, sorry. What What's city, the question again? What city What city hosts the second most Super Bowls? New Orleans? New Orleans is second wow. with 10. South Florida has 11. New Orleans has 10. So look at Pops go. Wow. He's just ready. You know, but the, the other thing I read somewhere it's pretty unique about Miami is that's where the most player arrests have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because it's been there a bunch, but, I mean, Miami is a good place also to find Also Miami, trouble. baby. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's never too cold. It's just all you can always find a night That's competing with Cincinnati, who's had as many player arrests as one can imagine over the past 20 years. <laughs> so, that is true. <laughs> So, uh, do we want to go into just some thoughts on the game? We kind of made some thoughts on the game, or do we just want to go into? We got, I got, some, we got prop bets to talk about. We want to. Get I'm good either way. I say let's prop bet first, and then we'll pick the game. Uh, let's go bef- off the field prop bets, and I know the first one people like to talk about, and that's what kicks everything off. And it's Demi Lovato doing the national anthem. Is that correct, LJ? Correct. And do y'all know? What do one of y'all know the over under for time that her the amount of time her national anthem will go? Uh, yeah, 120 and a half seconds. So over two minutes is what you're going to go over, well, over under two minutes. Just it's two minutes two or minutes. under, or, mm-hmm. yeah. I will say I did a little research, and Same. at a t- 2008 meeting in the, da- the Dallas Cowboys-Seattle Seahawks, Lovato's rendition lasted one minute and 53 seconds. Her first World Series appearance, appearance in 2011 lasted one minute and 49 seconds. While her second in 2015 took one minute and 58 seconds. So it's funny. I've got the exact same Google result. You do. (laughs) (laughs) If the past repeats itself, she would be under, but the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl, baby. What do y'all have any thoughts? Any thoughts, Hannah? Do you you have any thoughts on it? I think it's going to go under. It typically goes under two minutes, just national anthem in general. So I'm going to say under. Well, I want to ask a question to, and kind of to Hannah because okay. she's certainly our resident singer. Uh, when, <laughs> when, now, I mean, I, when I get up and like start talking in front of people, I notice I talk fast, you know, typically, mm-hmm. and I have to think to slow down. Do, does a singer, a performer, what do, a question? Do they think to slow question. down? Nice. You know? So I think obviously it depends on the performer, but I tend to. Yeah, it, you tend to kind of indulge a little bit, especially if you're feeling confident. So you'll you'll let it kind of go a little slower. Normally people don't go, if there's trained singers, they don't go faster or slower. Well, it's nerves versus might, confidence, right? Yeah. Nerves will speed you up, confidence will well, let you go a little wild. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. If, there, if there's a little nerves, yeah, you'll speed up a little bit. But if you're singing a cappella, I guess that's another thing. Is she going to be a cappella or, no or accompanied? Most are not accompanied right so it, it's totally up to the performer how long they sing don't know if most are totally uh, i'd have to look that up because i feel like i remember a lot of arrangements um but like the ones we remember tend to be acapella yeah but anyway well, yeah, i would I mean, think she's yeah i don't know yeah if there's music accompanying you it's kind of hard to like make it last longer because then you're off you know of the music but depends on how much you trust your music but director, that's the yeah. thing yeah if she's if she's acapella yeah, I mean to answer your question, Pops, I don't know if I if I finished answering it, but yeah, I think it depends on nerves. But normally, I think singers tend to indulge, so they'll be a little longer. Hmm. Then they'll well, slow everything down a little see, bit. Okay, I could. You're this. You are on the Super Bowl stage, so maybe this is where you try to stretch one of those out and, and really yeah. go for it. And I don't think it, if nerves are going to get her, she's been on some big stages with national anthems already. This yeah. isn't like oh, her yeah. first national anthem. No. Like, I don't. I. I'm going to go with, so I, I don't know if we've already made over under bets yet. I'm going to nope. go over, over the two minute mark. Okay. It's two minutes and like one or two seconds. So I think she okay. hits the over. Do y'all, I, one of y'all have one? Let's go LJ. 
I'm saying under. I think. It, tell me, is it her or Selena Gomez that tends to have like she has like a problem with her vocal cords or something like that? Both of them have a cut. Have some so part of it is a physical limitation. I think that if yeah. she is having just an off day, she'll probably take it under. <clears throat> and then second off, like you're saying, Kevin, she's been on the stage, uh, a stage this big as far as like her fandom is concerned, multiple times. So I don't think that there's going to be any issue with her. Um, being nervous, but I do think that she's also not going to stray away from the plan. And whatever she's rehearsed, she's rehearsed, and I bet you it's under two minutes, just because that's her it, usual. It felt like the way Hannah was talking earlier, she was leaning towards the under. Is that correct? Or? I am leaning toward under, okay. yeah, just because the national anthem tends to be under two minutes, and I'm not even judging like uh, Demi Lovato at all. But I, yeah, I think because I've heard uh, longer than two minutes anthem and it's kind of you like either a, get like at 159 or you're at like three minutes and that's a long anthem <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well pops their reasoning behind why they went under seems a lot better than my reasoning for over so where, where do you go with your i'm going uh, under your... <laughs> because they they just convinced me i'm going they were more under. convincing okay <laughs> <laughs> well interestingly and lj pointed this one out isn't there a prop bet on a drive lasting longer or shorter? Yes, than there the is. Anthem? Yeah, uh, yes is minus three hundred, and no is plus two hundred. Which can someone real quick explain it to LJ? What the hell does that mean? Pops, you want to go first? Well, all right. T- tell me if I'm right, Kevin. What I understand is that's all based on a hundred dollar bet. So if it's plus, right. what did you say? It's plus two hundred. Plus two hundred for no. Okay, so that means if I bet a hundred dollars. And there is not a drive that lasts longer. So the and no is correct. I would win two hundred, which means I get my hundred dollars back plus I win two hundred. Okay, all right. So and, and then if, if it's, it's minus three hundred, then you have to give money to them if you. Will. I have to bet three hundred <laughs> to win a hundred. Okay. okay. So like Kevin, is that if your you, understanding? If, if there's a really heavy favorite and you're betting on the heavy, like say the Chiefs were playing in a regular season game, the Chiefs were playing the Dolphins, and you were like. I know the Chiefs are winning. You have to bet a lot of money just to win some money. Okay. You're more like you get what we're saying. So these are more. It's a money line thing, and that's why it makes sense on these prop bets because there's not like a spread. You don't have to have a team as long as they lose by less than X amount of points. This is just a yes or no. Will it be over or under one one hundred and twenty and a half seconds? So why don't they do that just based off of like percentage? Like why don't they just say like for this uh, yes is thirty three percent and no is two hundred percent. So that shows how much money you get back based on whatever your number is instead of whatever 100 is. I mean, maybe this isn't a question to ask you guys. You don't put together sports books, but it just seems like that's kind of a dumb way to make it based off of a certain number instead of basing it off of like a percentage that you can easily tell what the difference is. I don't know. If it's all based on $100, it's pretty easy. If you bet 50, it's half of that. If you bet 150 it's or 200 it's double that. You know, I, yeah, but I what think if I want to bet like $70? Like, that's a weird number. But if I knew that it was 33% of whatever I bet is what I get back, then, um, you know, that's easy math. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I, don't, I, I think, and sometimes it's dumb if you just do something because it's the way it always is, but it's just the way it always is. I don't know. It's just the way they do it, I think. Well, but you know, yeah, interesting, you talk about the way it always is. I don't remember money lines being a big deal until, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. I don't remember. The Greek well, that would ESPN make sense because I, I feel like money lines have always been a big deal, but that, that your timeline would make sense because I didn't ever even look at it. I just remember what the hell is the money line because it was always you you know you were given two points or taken three and a half or whatever it was and (laughs) and so then they introduced the money line because you're betting win or lose and the lines kind of figured into that the money line 
Well, and that's that's interesting because there was a time where like talking about gambling on TV was like not okay. Yeah, well, and that time it, is past. So. Yeah, well, that time is definitely past. Like it's yeah, it's well, because now, it's also yeah, gambling is becoming more legal throughout different states, mm-hmm. and, and it is interesting how that has kind of changed. Where before it was, you had to kind of beat around the bush. Where like Al Michael still does it when he calls a game, where he'll say that score means a lot more to some than it does for others. <laughs> where where now I, now they will straight up say. And that pushed the over. I, I think sp- announcers are still hesitant because they've always been taught you don't mention anything gambling wise because you just that makes it sound like you've gambled on the game. Yeah. And now it's just become so like SVP has the bad beats that he does every week on on yeah. Sports Center now. Yeah, it's just talk about it. bad beats. So it, well, so it, it okay. So the question less. that derailed us: um, Will a drive take less time than the national anthem? Yes is minus three hundred. No is plus two hundred, which I know means that yes is the favorite. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Um, so I would, I mean, I've watched the Chiefs a lot this year and I've watched them the past two weeks. That guy that plays quarterback for them has a rocket connected to his shoulder. So yeah. I, they could score at any given play. I'd probably say yes. I would be able, I would say yes. I don't think I'd put 300 up for it, but I'd say yes. Yeah, I definitely Y'all, say y'all agree? Yes. Um, and, and I would also question just real quick would, would it count if, like, say, DeForest Buckner forced a fumble and then D Ford runs it back or something like that? Is that a drive for less than the national anthem? I think so because it's still a score. Like if you look in the stat sheet, it shows like score and drive one play. Like if you get a kick return for a touchdown, it says score and drive one play return for a hundred and four. I'd be shocked touchdown. if somebody doesn't get a defensive touchdown in this game. So yes, yeah. no question. Yes. A defensive touchdown, a punt return, a kick return, or yeah. Tyree kill gets behind whoever's playing on the other side, other side opposite of right. Richard Sherman, because we talked about how awesome Richard Sherman is. There's a little bit of a liability sometimes on the other side. <laughs> I, I don't know. So if Tyree kill is able to get behind him, which he seems to do quite often, that would obviously break this. Um, just, I'll go to you guys, LJ Hannah. Do you have any other uh, good prop bets y'all want to mention? We have a bunch that we can go off, but um, one that always causes a little controversy, uh, Gatorade color. Oh, yes, yes. So we've got clear slash water, red slash pink, blue, yellow or lime or green, orange, other or none. Well, I will just throw this out there. This has, I don't know what this actually brings to the table, but this is the first Super Bowl, right? Where both teams have a primary color of red. I didn't know it was the first one, but Hannah did bring that up. She did mention that they were both red. So that's what she was thinking too. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, I thought about that too. So it's making me kind of lean red. Is that making you lean towards red, Hannah, or lean away from it? Oh yeah, I'm 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 voting red. Yeah, I'd lean to I, red. I, I would lean to red as well. Yeah, I'll be the weird one. I'll take the yellow lime green section. I I think that classic. Somehow like, I knew you would go Gatorade. lime green. I knew you were gonna go there. You talking about chartreuse? That is that that chartreuse Gatorade. color? Yeah, that chartreuse Gatorade, <laughs> the tennis ball Gatorade, um, oh. is the one that like you always see. I'm just that. That's the color. That's the color. You do see the lime or the red the most. So yeah, those would be the two favorites for sure, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I know there's some there's some stuff on Super Bowl commercials, and I did want to just pause for a minute. And we talked about this last year, I believe, but just viewership of the Super Bowl and how crazy big it is. How do they actually – and maybe we mentioned this, so if we did, then maybe we either cut this out or y'all just tell me I'm an idiot and I forgot. But how do they calculate the viewership on a Super Bowl when so many people watch it in big groups? How can they calculate that? That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Let me, yeah. let me just do some I mean, they just. They just calculate it by like, TVs, right? It's just yeah, but so then the number's completely off because I guarantee there's not going to be very many people watching. Just yeah. like like I watched the AFC Championship game maybe with just one or two people, 
But I, the Super Bowl gets watched in groups of 10, 15, yeah. 20, 30, 40. I mean, huge groups go for yeah. Super Bowl parties. Not even including what's on in restaurants and things like that. There's hundreds of people around big TVs. They have to bake that number in somehow. I just don't know how you can bake that. I don't know how you can do that. Well, somehow, one of the deals is of all TVs turned on, how many TVs are tuned to this particular show? I right, think. so like maybe a percentage of the American audience and then maybe they extrapolate or something? I, I don't know. It's a good question. Well, and it's, the other thing is they keep up with it through Nielsen boxes, apparently, which I don't know if you guys know what a Nielsen box is. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah, yeah. A little okay. bit. So uh, they keep up with it through Nielsen boxes. Um, but that still doesn't tell you, like, unless the people are self-reporting that, like, oh, we had 18 people over, then that still doesn't mean necessarily anything. Yeah, they've never know. sent me the they've never sent me the questionnaire to be like, how many people did you invite over for the Super Bowl? Well, you like, also well, don't have a Nielsen box, do you? So, <laughs> <laughs> I've actually gotten the Nielsen survey twice, where they send you like the survey and like five crisp one hundred or one dollar bills, not one hundred dollar bills. <laughs> I was about to say, say what yeah, the yeah. hell is going on? I'm lucky over here. I would want to be on it all the time. But no, they all send it, and you do say, you know, what you watched, and you're supposed to write it down. But I haven't gotten that in a long time, so I know how it works. I was about to be real upset if they were just passing on Chris hundred dollar bills to pass yeah. and not giving no. you jack shit. No. Um, I know I got a sidetrack. Any other? What's what's some other good pop bets up? Pops, you act like you had one you well, circled. There is one that blew my mind, it, and it was: Will either team convert a fourth and twenty? Okay, specific, Whoa. not just a fourth down, but a fourth, a and fourth 20. and twenty. And interestingly huh. enough, yes is plus four twenty. So, <laughs> I, well, exactly. That's why. You, Wonder why did you find this? Well, I mean, do you think it's? Some kind of little nod to recreational marijuana? <laughs> I mean, what no, is that? No, certainly <laughs> no one would ever. <laughs> I mean, come on. It, it is, right? I mean, because yeah, it has to be. Totally I mean, yeah. that's really kind of funny to me. I, <laughs> Yeah. And so Where did you no, find that? No, you found that on HighTimes.com. That was on my bookie. I found it on my <laughs> bookie. That was on my bookie? Yes. Huh. Shout out to see the the odds makers down there at my book. They got they got to see what they're doing over there. I thought um, okay. One other. I, I would probably say no to that if I had to pick one side yeah, or the same. other. I mean, well, but no is minus nine twenty. So I mean, who's going to? So all that I have to do is bet nine twenty to win a hundred dollars. Yes. Yeah, but you okay. bet like fifteen dollars, you get some pennies back. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, one one other that the odds had were very interesting. So the race to ten points, you know, they have a lot of those. The race to ten points, twenty mm-hmm. points. Well, the race to, to ten points for San Francisco money lines minus one ten. Kansas City, it's minus one twenty five. For neither, it's plus ten thousand. <laughs> so yeah. if you think neither team will score ten points in the Super Bowl, and you put a hundred dollars on it, you can walk away with ten. Well, last year the race to ten almost won the game, wasn't it? Thirteen to three, wasn't that the final score of the Super Bowl last year? I I have a feeling there's going to be a few more points scored this year. Both teams have better defenses though than we're used to in a Super Bowl. It seems like so. I I just have a feeling there's going to be some points scored in this one. I agree. Um, uh, what what LJ? Do you have another? I saw you look down when I asked right before pops went off. So do you have another good prop bet? Well, I've got a few. I mean, uh, you want to just go through some of the player versus player ones? I think those are always sure. I have a few that I think are good winning prop bets, but uh, you go first. Uh, so Jimmy G versus Mahomes minus Mahomes minus sixty six and a half. Who gets the most yards? I think that's pretty decent. There's actually can I pause you? There's some interesting Jimmy G prop bets. Just okay. Jimmy G because if you remember, <laughs> I saw one. He completed just eight passes last week or two weeks ago in the AFC Championship. Did you see that the over under for him in that game for pass attempts 
was 20 or 31, I believe. <laughs> and he only attempted eight. So this week they put for over under completion or passing attempts is 29 and a half. Well, Usually 29 and a half. And you would like, I don't know. It depends where you, I guess it depends how you're leaning on the game. But if you think Mahomes and that Chiefs offense will put up some points, then it might not be as run heavy. Uh, there's a couple other ones. Total completions over under 18 and a half. And total passing yards for just Jimmy G was 237 and a half. So, for him to break, for him to go over these, he would have to do a lot more than he's done so far in the playoffs. Uh, thoughts on as a 49er fan? We have a, a resident 49er fan. Do we think our boy Shanahan just keeps pounding that rock, or does Jimmy G get let loose a little bit? I think he's yeah. I think he's gonna get some more opportunities this game. So I would I I would personally bet on him. The interesting thing with Jimmy G to me is like all of a sudden the narrative is like, oh, they're only winning because they run really good. They've yeah. actually won a lot of. They've won mo- like he's played really well in the yeah. games where he's thrown a lot of ball. Like he's, yeah. it's not like he's also when he throws it. He stinks. He's, I want to say he's, good he's they- the most efficient third down quarterback in the NFL for the second out of three mm-hmm. years. And uh, one of those years he tore his ACL in like week one. So yes. um, that's pretty impressive. He also won in the Superdome against New Orleans in the playoffs, unless we forget. When he had, when they needed his arm. When they needed his arm. Jimmy G is for real. I think he would, he would gladly throw it eight times if they won. And I think he would walk away and be very happy, but I think he can throw the rock Mm -hmm. if they need him to. I really do. And also I I could see Kittle making 230 yards or whatever, Mm -hmm. potentially, you know, that's, Kittle can get some yards, my Don't man. Don't forget my boy Debo either. Debo's going to be Debo. playing. Oh, I love Debo. I love me some Debo. Before, before I let you get to some player versus player, because I bet Kittle gets mentioned because there's another tight end on the other team. But uh, <laughs> there was an interesting prop bet for total number of players to have a passing attempt yeah, at two and a half. Like Obviously, and a half. the obvious two are Garoppolo and Mahomes. But if you've any pre- re- recent Super Bowl, we know the Philly special not too long ago, a flea flicker gets thrown out. Usually there's some kind of trick play in a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. What do you guys think? Over under two and a half pops. Do you think someone else other than Jimmy G and Mahomes throws one in this game? They don't even have to complete it, just throws one. Well, I don't see it. I don't remember any other. You don't think there's maybe a reverse for Debo to throw one? Or have you? I don't remember. I have think you, Shanahan could put one in the back. Certainly could, but I don't remember seeing either anybody throw you know there's not a julian edelman a former quarterback you know i just don't remember seeing another player do it all year on one of those teams for some reason i feel like kittle maybe has a, a little bit of a cannon it'd be fun to see <laughs> kittle throw one. or i don't know i just could see both these coaches are really really good offensive minds and i think they're they're creative and if they've been watching a ton of tape and if there's anything where they see that kansas city likes to bite on a reverse then there's that reverse pass drawn up or if there's anything that shows I, I just could easily see some passing attempt other than um, one. I don't know Sanders if it goes like a Philly special. passing attempt in uh, the 2019 NFL season. So maybe that's the dude. Maybe that's the what dude. Do you, do you guys, do you guys have a, a over under on that? Do you think, do you think we hit the over or Hannah? I think no. I think just, I can't, re- yeah. I can't recall a 49er them doing very many plays where someone throws it other than Garoppolo just off the top yeah. of my head. I mean, Sanders did one. Well, yeah, Sanders has done that. Sanders did one. We just that heard. With the 49ers? Yeah. You said it was in 2019. That could have been yeah, with the Broncos. Yeah, that's question. I actually don't. I'll find out uh, the answer real quick. Mr. Bronco. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with the under, It was too. San Francisco. Hmm. I think I'm going over. I think there's somewhere in there. Maybe it's a fake punt, fake field goal, okay. reverse pass. Ooh. Manuel something. Sanders has a perfect that. passer rating over the year. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Um, what's some other What's some other good player comparison ones, LJ, or just or in g- general? Good prop bet you got. Um, Kittle versus Kelsey. Who gets the first touchdown? Kelsey. Hmm. Good job. 
Hannah? I mean, I definitely think Kittle's going to get the first one. I don't know. Well, it's hard because I don't... Definitely think. I don't know if there was a homer in there. <laughs> I, that didn't sound like a 49er fan. Well, I know. I am one. But actually, though, thinking <laughs> thinking like, okay, no, I would. I actually think Kelsey would because uh, Kittle gets us down there, but he doesn't do as many touchdowns for us. So I would say Kelsey will get, and Kelsey is a... Uh, gets a, is a tight end that gets a lot of touchdowns. So I would say that Kelsey is going to get the first touchdown out of those two. Um, but I think, yeah, Kittle's going to get more do yards. Do we think, does it do, well, that, do the 49ers have a good good tight end stopper on their D? You know, like someone who can really. Uh, Quan Alexander's pretty good. Dre Greenlaw's pretty good. They're both athletic tight ends. I think they can keep up with them. Greenlaw least. from yeah. University uh, of Arkansas, by the way. Or yes. Kansas, he'll say. Right. <laughs> 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 But you talking about most yards, I did want to say this. I saw that Kittle is plus one and a half on so, Tyreek Hill. So that means he's oh, – no, on Kelsey. He's a plus oh, one and a half. I, I saw that on Tyreek Hill too. Yeah. Well, but so I would think that means Kittle is – Kelsey is the favorite to get more yards, right? And I think Kittle mean, yeah. has less competition. I mean, because the receivers, you got Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins – uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, they got good running backs out there. Robinson. You just got so many people uh, on Kansas City that'll catch passes. Kill Hardman. Yeah. I would think Kittle would get more yards because of I agree the the I lack of targets that. potentially. So I would bet Kittle. Well, but the lack of yards. targets. I mean, like literally, could be the lack of making throws. So you know. Yeah, well, that, true. That yeah, Mahomes is going to throw more. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, uh, we got it. We got any more? Uh, uh, Nick Bosa versus Frank Clark. More sacks. That one is tough. That's tough. That one I'm not sure of. Uh, so to piggyback off, I think I probably go Frank Clark on that one. But what this mainly makes me do is I'm picking the total sacks combined by both teams. The over under is four and a half. I think they hit the over on that one. Yes, you think so? I think both teams hit the over in their previous game. I think as we've talked about at nauseum, the the. San Francisco is going to get pressure, and they're good at getting pressure, whether it's Bosa or DeForest Buckner or any of those front four. They're going to get some pressure. And then I think – or DeFord. And then Frank Clark, Chris Jones, they, the, the Chiefs have been getting pressure in the playoffs so far. So I, I think they hit the over as combined sacks in the game. That one versus Frank Clark and, and Nick Bosa, that one's tough. I think I'm going Frank Clark, though. I think I might as well because I think Nick Bosa is going to get triple teamed all game long. But I will also say that that it could be under on the total sack number because both of these teams have a better offensive line than most of the NFL. So while yeah. they have great defensive lines, they also have pretty damn solid offensive lines. So I think that'll be interesting to see that over-under number uh, and whether it comes true or not. But, but we do have defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator for the Chiefs is uh, Spagnola, right? And last time he was, the last two times he was in a Super Bowl was when he was with the Giants. And what did they do to Tom Brady? Got pressure like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's gonna he's gonna say we're getting. Garoppolo is gonna have people in his face all day long. The Chiefs are gonna say we're just gonna get pressure and see what happens. And maybe he'll throw a pick. Maybe he won't. And if Garoppolo beats him, I think they'll say, okay, Garoppolo beat us. But they're not gonna. Lo- I don't think they're gonna lose to him just sitting back there carving him. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna get pressure. And I think Garoppolo, I think he could do it. I don't, I don't have much. Because Shanahan's going to have him, and this is kind of, now we're going off topic a little bit, but I, I think Shanahan's going to have him ready for the, Shanahan's just so stinking smart. Yeah. It, yeah. He's going to be ready for the blitzes. They're going to see it coming. Not, but I don't know. What do you say, Pops? Over 
combined sacks four and a half. I would I would think the over. I think the over is a pretty pretty reasonable bet on that. I do think if they have first one to drop an f bomb, Frank Clark would be number one <laughs> uh, for sure, and and he would be the first one to drop ten f bombs too, probably. So, <laughs> he, he funny. He tickled me. <laughs> uh, More sacks or TD passes overall? Um. Oh, it's tough because if I'm going over four and a half, that's a lot of TD passes. Yeah. I don't know. Mahomes has had. It's not impossible. Yeah. Mahomes has thrown for probably plus three in the. But if you're thinking that there's going to be, say, six sacks, that's six touchdown passes between those teams. That's, I mean, it's not undoable, but it's a lot. I would say over again because I do think Garoppolo is going to. I think Garoppolo is going to throw for two or three, and Mahomes, if the if the Chiefs are going to score, it's going to be with Mahomes scoring. I think so. I'd probably go touchdown passes. I think there's going to be points scored in this one. I really do. I do too. Um, you're taking the over. I think, yeah, I think I'm taking. All right, you're taking. I'm sorry, you're taking the. I'm touchdown taking passes. the touchdown passes. Yeah. You're making score. me rethink the sacks, though, Kevin, because I could see Kansas City like backing off, covering on defense, saying Garoppolo, you got to beat us. I mean, we're going to stop the run. We are stopping the run, and Garoppolo's got to beat us, which to me means they kind of keep their lanes, keep, watch the running lanes keep him contained and, and cover downfield. So and, now and the honey badger is just hiding behind somebody bigger than him, ready uh, to pick off a pass anytime. That honey badger's a badass though. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I wanna to get a little off I kinda wanna look at uh favorites for Super Bowl MVP. I just kinda wanna see where Tyron Matthew is because as we've seen in his career, he makes plays. He's down there about eighth on there at plus eight thousand for Super Bowl MVP. Wow. I don't Ooh. it'd be hard for you don't see a lot of safeties to it. I mean uh I remember Dexter Jackson back on the Bucks doing it, but that was probably John Lynch should have got half of that. I mean, Vaughn got probably. one probably. Yeah, but I'm saying defensive backs. It's hard oh, for a defensive, defensive back. Right. A, a sack artist kind of can because you can kind of maybe get a sack fumble yeah. or, or a couple sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a defensive back, you kind of got to have someone test you. The thing, Tyron Matthew in big games just seems to he has that. I think LJ said it last week. He has that. Ed Reedish, Troy Paul Mollish thing where he just happens to be, if there's a fumble, all of a sudden he's the guy. He's where the ball is. He is where the ball is. If there's a tip pass, he happens to be He's a relatively small guy, right? Like he's not huge. I think he can disappear back there compared to a lot of other like wide receivers and linebackers Mm -hmm. running around. They got the two two quarterbacks as the top Super Bowl MVPs. And then right after Raheem Mostert, do you think – I would be so afraid of doing a running back with the 49ers because Kyle Shanahan's like his dad. I mean, it could be. We haven't seen. I haven't really seen much Matt Breida in a while, but I know Dad's boy Cheetah Breida could easily bust. He could, I mean, he could still be Jared McKinnon somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just scared me with their running back, and then I guess the even for the the Chiefs running backs, uh, Damian Williams is probably the the favorite, but I could see it being the Lashawn McCoy. McCoy? I, yeah, I don't know what running back makes the big play. Sure. It's going to be Ruben Drones and Peyton Hillis. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did find an interesting one that was jersey number of first player to score a touchdown. Okay. Over under 26 and a half. 26 so that, and a half. So I think Mostert's over that, right? What number? Mostert's 27. I think that's oh, kind of Oh, I saw that. Cut so that's jersey number of first player to score a quarter, to touchdown, right? So Garoppolo and Mahomes would be in there. Tyreek Hill. Would, and, and there's not as many 80 numbers. A lot of these receivers, you look at. Most Tyreek Kill, Sammy Watkins. Now you're taking the tight ends off now if you think it's Kelsey or yeah. But I guess if the quarterback throws it, you get It'd it. It'd be the still. receiver, surely they're talking about the receiver who gets in gets the it. end yeah. zone. Unless Mahomes runs it in, obviously. Right. But you're looking yeah. at Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, they're both under Emmanuel Sanders is under that. Debo's under. Debo right. Samuels 19, is under that. Yeah. Breida's under that. Tevin Coleman, if he plays, he's twenty six. 
And I could Dame see either Sean McCoy getting a rushing touchdown. I'd, it'd be more likely Mahomes, but either one could. So it's interesting that they cut it off right there at Mostert. That's where they yeah. they Mostert's they're, they're the number. At Mostert. Yeah, <laughs> that is interesting. Uh, huh. I would probably you'd have I would say under just for the odds of of one of those under guys getting it. But I mean, it wouldn't shock me if Kelsey or or Kittle end up like we talked about. Those are probably the two of the best skill position players. A random question here. The top two players, and do you do you have who you think the top two players are in this game? Mahomes is probably one. Yeah, and doesn't necessarily have to be a quarterback. I don't think Garoppolo's the the second in my eyes. Is is it Bosa? I think it's probably Bosa Kittle the, for me. I think Kittle is the best tight end playing football right now. Um, I do too. And 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 by such a long shot that um, yeah, I think he's probably the number two guy. Even though I really like Jimmy G and. I also do like Nick Bosa, and I like you know DeForest Buckner and D Ford. I mean that, but that's the thing is that defensive line is Richard Sherman built on Tyron yeah. Matthew. Um, yeah, it's tough to pick a defender because the impact one defender makes on a game is a lot less, like we've talked about a thousand times, than one offensive player. But I just you don't it. think one defensive end can make more of an impact than one tight end? I mean, defensive end, you either are doubling them or you're not. And if you're doubling them, that's getting one other guy, especially with that defensive line. I'm not saying you're wrong, but guy. I'm saying that the the thing of like picking a new, I mean, a one San Francisco defensive lineman to make the difference is like they're all making, you know, they're all depending on each other to pull double coverage here, and you know, like it's it, it's hard to pick one defender that's that's more likely to to uh, make an impact on this team. As it is on any team. I mean, it's it's defense is much more team oriented, whereas offense is matchup oriented. Um, what do you what do you think, Hannah? Who do you think is the second best player in this? Are we saying Mahomes is the best player? LJ, were you well, agreeing I'm to saying, that or no? I'm saying yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, he's the MJ. Of Just this because game. the quarterback, because he's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hannah. Who do you think is the second best player then on the field? Um, I mean, I think my gut says Kittle. I think he's most um, the most uh, consistent, but. Interesting. Oh, yeah, but Bosa's up there for me. Um, Pops, are you sticking with Kittle too? Or yeah, we just is I it think, the, is it the uh, the Kittle car in this podcast? Are we all Kittle. Uh, I mean, I'm, I will in Bosa, but I do like I'm Kittle. On Bosa but Bosa bus. and Sherman uh, interest me a yeah. lot. Um, wow, that's a good uh, question. Where Sherman's at in his career? That I mean, it we we talked a little bit about it last week, but I mean, it did seem like when he tore that Achilles a couple years ago. This Sherman that we're watching right now is as good as that Sherman that was the 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 guy on Legion of Boom, and that was a while back. I mean, that was seven or eight years ago that he was mm-hmm. dominating. Yeah. He's still dominating. Did you hear uh, news came out today that uh, apparently uh, Jed York had told Richard Sherman that the reason they didn't pick him is because Harbaugh explicitly told them not to and pulled his veto power in the draft. They wanted to pick him in the third round, and uh, and Harbaugh told them do not pick Richard Sherman, hmm. and so that's what happened. I would love to hear Harbaugh explain why he said that. Well, you know, okay, so, like, if you look back at it, I mean, he was a wide receiver turned corner um, who was a big body who who wasn't good. He didn't follow anybody around the field. You know, his his style of play is not necessarily conducive to the NFL, except for the fact that he was under Pete Carroll, who is maybe the best defensive back uh, coach in the NFL history. Um, And so uh, you could argue that maybe the reason – that he didn't go to San Francisco was totally, it made sense if that is what happened. But you could also assume that Jed York knows that uh, Samuel or uh, Sherman is better when uh, there's a chip on his shoulder. And uh, yeah, so maybe that's smart. That's what he was doing. <laughs> maybe not, not that Richard Sherman needs any help getting a chip on his <laughs> shoulder. Yeah. Huh. 
Who will the Super Bowl MVP think first? I know who Dabo Sweeney would think first <laughs> if he were on the podium. But who do you, who do you think, LJ, the Super Bowl MVP? What are the, who are the choices? Uh, the choices that they said were uh, God, teammates, family, coaches, other, or none. And I'll first, tell you, my answer is coaches. Uh, I think uh, most players will think they're coaches first. I don't know how. I, I just when I was try, I was trying to think like what what is it in my head when I think of the guy getting to the podium and what do they say? And it seems like a lot of times they go first and foremost. First and foremost, I want to thank God, and I also got to thank my coaches and teammates. Like it seems like a lot of times, or or mom. It seems like mom gets a mom shout gets out. a lot yeah, of times. I think mom Dad didn't get anything. Dad don't get Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and that's one of the things Hannah and I were talking about. Um, what, what's your answer? Oh, I mean, I think I think teammates is what I hear most too. Is like first, I want to thank my team. We were out there together. Couldn't have done it without them. Yada yada. Well, my guys, I got to thank well, my guys. Yeah. One of the things we talked about too is it kind of depends on who gets up there. Like if it's George Kittle. He's probably going to thank the person he pancaked in like second five on in the first quarter or something like that. He's going to be a jackass and like a, a real dork about it. Um, and Travis Kelsey will probably say something about some sort of beer or party. And right, or right. Um, whereas like Raheem Mostert, you know, I could totally see. I don't know what his religion is, but I could totally see, you know, some sort of spiritual thing or whatever. Um, whereas like Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going, you know, thinking Kyle Shanahan. See, actually, I got play. a little research for Mostert. I bet Mostert would think his wife. I was listening to a story about him and he said he was. After being cut for like the sixth time, he was ready to give up on NFL, and his wife talked him into keep going. Mm. And his wife, wow. he said, it's the wife's the hardest worker he knows. Wow. And so I think he would probably think his wife. That's a little. I got a little research for you there on most. Wow. Of it. That's well, so sweet. Can I can I throw out a similar little thing just real quick? It's not research because yeah. this guy's not going to win MVP, but just another like storyline to be watching for in the uh, in the Super Bowl is that Mike Person, who's a, I believe a left tackle for the. Um, for the 49ers, but he kind of plays whatever injury he needs to cover for. Um, he has been cut by three teams that went on to win the Super Bowl. So he is finally going to the Super Bowl. Um, and, and I just think that's a hell of a story. To be cut by teams that win the Super Bowl three times in your career, um, to finally yeah. make it there, that's pretty damn cool. Dad, uh, have you answered? Who who will the Super Bowl MVP thank? I think teammates. Yeah, I think I got to thank my team for helping me get here. I think that's that's what I would like to think I would do. Probably if I well, especially if you're a if oh, I was like the a quarterback or a running back. I mean, you're definitely thinking your offensive line pretty quickly. Right, I would imagine. Right. And, and running backs are running backs are always quick about. Let me think. My guys up front. Mm. Yeah. You ought to be. <laughs> yeah, you ought to be. <laughs> and yeah, and yeah, you ought to be. These guys are keeping you clean. So, mm-hmm. um, do we have any other do either fun ones or on field ones? Um, how many ads in the Super Bowl? This is off the field. Include a dog over of over and under of three and a half. I'm just saying, America loves a good dog yeah. commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you don't, have, if you don't say say you're in the in the room, kind of Mad Men style, and you're trying to think of a good commercial, and you're like, I can't think of anything. Just throw a dog throw in a there. Dog You'll in be there. fine. Yeah. You'll be maybe they're driving a car. Whatever you're doing, you just throw a dog in that commercial. You'll be fine. I was so, saying talking dogs, driving yeah. dogs, dogs. Doing Everyone loves things. a dog. There's usually a dog in the Budweiser. There's going to be a dog in Cottsdale somewhere. Exactly what you said. That's what I said, too. Um, A dog wearing a sweater somewhere is going to make people happy. Um, Three and a half is an interesting number because it's probably going to be three commercials featuring a dad or a dog or something. So... (laughs) Well, we see where we rank now. Yeah, but dogs are cute, so that's good. (laughs) I'm going to say over because you just can't go wrong. You can't go. I think so. You can't go wrong with a dog. Yeah. It's under, though. LJ's it's under. under. The answer is ah. under. Um, I just, I don't know why I believe it, but I can't think of, I can think of like three commercials in the past like couple years with a dog in it. I just think like 
people don't want to overdo the dog thing. Dogs are tough actors to work with. They don't know their lines very often. Pocket's like looking at me now. She's yep. a little disappointed. Pocket's giving the dog the, driving the a car. Stinker. The dog driving the car. The the iPhone commercial where the dogs new iPhone yep. commercial. There's there's the homeless dogs where they literally just show homeless dogs just to talk about a Subaru. And really, I don't know how it's a Subaru commercial <laughs> besides they're stringing on your heartstrings. I mean, I I don't know. You just like you just you everyone just loves three. a dog. It, well, there's like true. there's a lot more. Uh, all right. Yeah, the we'll Clydesdale see. dog. We'll see the dog. We'll see what the number is. Uh, I, I I saw you put over under for or who has more ads, political ads, Bloomberg or Trump. I think I read somewhere where both bought one. Oh, really? I think it might be no. Maybe that's not no. I just know they both, how much it costs to buy one. Yeah. Usually a TV or you. I think Bloomberg's spending more on ads right uh, now. So I, if I were putting money down on that, I'd put it on Bloomberg. But I agree with you. I think I'd put it on even there. So. That one's tough. Um, there's one that said gay cup on an ad. Yes, minus two twenty five. I would say the odds of there being one at least there, there's going to be a commercial. With I will say couple. so. I pulled this off of something and it actually said a gay couple featured in an ad. So I can't be like a gay couple just in the background. Like they need to be in some way a, uh, like a part of the ad as opposed to like you just happen to see like two dudes holding hands. Like that doesn't cut it. Like they have to be. But I agree. Yeah, like it's you're definitely going to have. That's definitely going to be yes. I I can't imagine Coke doesn't maybe have one or. Um, something there's gonna yeah. be i just think there's gonna be one yeah i'm um, speaking of ads did you see that planters did y'all see the whole thing they were doing where they they had they they killed off mr peanut what no, no. y'all didn't see that commercial a pre-super bowl ad where he's riding in a car with uh wesley snipes and what's his name walsh michael walsh or some an actor i can't remember his name but they're riding in the car and they swerve to miss an armadillo and they go off a cliff and the branch, they're holding on to the edge of a branch. Yeah. What? And the branch is about to break. And they say, one of us has to let go. And Mr. Peanut lets go and dies in like a fiery what? crash. What in the world? No way. And, gonna, and, and listen, so he died at 104 years old. And they like did this whole thing like RP Mr. Peanut. And they changed their Twitter name to the estate of Mr. Peanut. And they did all this stuff. Oh, my god! And gosh. now they were supposed to hold a funeral. It was going to be a commercial where they're oh, holding a funeral no. for Mr. Peanut. But now they may oh, not. No. I would think yeah, they might they pull Kobe that. With the Kobe Bryant news, I think they're not yeah. going to do it. They're still going to do something, but it's not. It's going to be because it. It's kind of hard to make joke of a funeral right now. Yeah. It's just absolutely, timely. yeah. But Mr. Peanut did die in in the pre Bowl commercial. Whoa. Unless, but there's also a lot of you know a lot of uh, conflicting thoughts because he went to the ground and he blew up. But if a peanut goes into the ground, if you if you bury a peanut funeral wise, I mean, wouldn't more peanuts grow like a peanut tree? Or yeah. I don't know how that works, but if it's a peanut tree, but damn, all of a sudden also, I want some peanuts. I just I love yeah. a piece of peanuts. Also, <laughs> did we get a new sponsor this week? Because you're doing a should we, job. <laughs> should we really be honoring Mr. Peanut? If he made money off the backs of all his boiled counterparts, <laughs> I mean, he's kind of a shitty he's person if you think Bezos about it. Bezos of legumes. <laughs> I don't know how we got down this uh, this rabbit hole. Do we have any more prop bets? Do we have commercial prop oh, bets? Oh, dear. Uh, Just, speaking of commercials, who... Uh, when I try to think of like who usually has a good commercial, I think Budweiser has a good one that's going to probably make someone tear up because there's going to be a dog in there, LJ. <laughs> and then uh, Doritos. Doritos typically has a good they commercial. They typically have they? like goofball good commercials, yeah. I yeah, they that. have funny ones. Can y'all uh, think of another another? Coke's usually got some like sentimental, inclu- uh, like super inclusive one or about like yeah. how the whole world is okay and like you're going to, I don't know, they tend to have something like that. But you know, there's always like one brand that you don't see coming. Like, well, I think it was Tide last year that just owned the entire Super Bowl. Yeah. 
and mm. had those ads um, that were really funny, but like, you know, just like, where did you guys come from? So there's going to be somebody you don't expect to have like a hell of a good suite of ads going to the Super Bowl, I bet. Pepsi sometimes is hit or miss. Like, Which Pepsi. I wonder what Pepsi, does Pepsi even worry about Super Bowl ad with them doing all out with the halftime show? I bet they, well, you probably get an ad or so paying yeah. for the halftime Maybe. show. So. Um, by the way, we talked about the halftime show, or we were talking about some prop bets for that with, there, there's one that's like Will, I think it's Will Shakira or J Lo take a sip from Pepsi at some point. Is that right, LJ? Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, there yeah. was one. Will they show thought, butt cleavage? There's another that will they show A Rod at some point? I think guaranteed yeah. A Rod gets shown yeah. at some point, uh, even Enrique. if it's for a second. Um, do we have any more ad wise or anything? I, I want to kind of talk about uh, the the dish you're looking most forward to on your Super Bowl Sunday spread, Ooh. and then we got to get to 1917 as well. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do you have any more ad or prop bets y'all want to mention? Uh, not ads, but I did want to throw out that it wasn't on the list. I saw J Lo's first song. I think it's going to be Jenny from the Block, even though that's not that's not a high number prop bet. It was interesting. I didn't see on Shakira's first song. They didn't even have a Hip Still Live. Well, I agree. so Hannah and I were talking about that. I mean, do you need to get Wyclef out to do that? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Good so, point. That's a good point. Maybe that's why it's not an option. I'm also not saying it's not going to work out because it is. I mean, we're talking about the Miami Super Bowl and we're trying to go Latino flair and uh, in Wyclef a Haitian. So yeah, um, you know that that could totally play into the angle they're shooting for. So mm-hmm. I don't. Know, I think it's going to be a good halftime show. I'm kind of, I think. I think, I think they're going to. I've been getting more hyped over the past couple of days for it for sure. I'm really looking forward to this Super Bowl, just in general. I think the game is going to be great. I think the Chiefs and 49ers are going to put on a show. Well, so it's I think the halftime Kansas show is City be awesome. minus two with an over under of 55 and a half. What do you guys think? That's the big prop bet. Somebody even say it's not a prop bet. I think so. You're saying Kansas City's the favorite at minus two. I think San Francisco is going to win two. the game. So I mean, I'm so taking I say San cover. Francisco. Yeah. I'm saying they're for sure covered. That. So Hannah's I'm going over in Chiefs. Over, over in, in the Chiefs. Chiefs win by more than two. And you're taking okay. Up. I'm over in San Fran. Under in San Fran. Okay. I'm over in San Fran. Okay. So go put your money down over at mybookie.ag. <laughs> put in the promo code chair. Get double your first deposit. There's really no tell what you should bet because we pretty much seemed like we were all over the yeah, place we split with our everywhere. Over, so this is under, gonna be a hell of a so game, is what this is gonna be. You were hoping as a listener, you were hoping we were all like under 49ers. <laughs> then you would know immediately where to go with your bet. But with us being all over the place, there's no telling. Uh, but make sure if you're going to be gambling this year on the Super Bowl, you're doing it over at the best place to gamble. That is mybookie.ag. Put in the promo code. You win, you play. What happens after that, Pop? You get paid. Double. <laughs> all right. What are you going to be, or I don't know if it's what you're cooking, what you're looking forward to, what you're hoping you're seeing. What is something you want to see on the Super Bowl spread pops? I don't know why this just came to mind, but some pigs in a blanket. I love some pigs in a blanket. Yes. <laughs> some pigs in a blanket are good. Yes. Right. What about either, I want to go, I don't know, either one of y'all, like either something you enjoy cooking or something you're, maybe you're hoping the other is going to cook. I like, what? <laughs> Uh, my favorite thing to uh to eat is chicken wings, and my favorite thing, bone in boneless. Uh, no bone in. Like all I knew, the way. I knew, I knew where, I, where you were going. <laughs> all with that the way, sure. yeah. Then, because I'm you're also, notes, if you're, especially uh, if you're. You, if like, you're watching at home for the Super Bowl, get you some bone-in wings. Don't worry about being clean. Mm-hmm. Get nasty with your <laughs> no, bone-in wings. Oh, yeah. That's the best way to eat wings, man. So while I'm taking notes on my Big Chief Indian pad, uh, what flavor? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like... Hot. I think you got to go with a good hot one. Those garlic right? habaneros at Hooters are really good, by the way. <laughs> Those oh. are really good. Did you guys good. see? I think they're changing their brand. Hmm? I think they're trying to become Hoot now. <laughs> what? Are you serious? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 
Maybe let me put research team maybe, on this real quick. Maybe just some some letters were burnt out or something. Okay. <laughs> no, well, no, that's no. what I yeah, thought. Yeah, I don't know. If I you if you ever in Texarkana, a lot of times there's like a missing O or T in there. In their <laughs> no, sign, so maybe yeah. you just. I made that joke, but apparently. Yeah, yeah they're calling themselves Hoots. Hoots is what they're changing themselves. It's like a family. To. Well, it's, I think they're opening up like new places. They're like family friendly versions of Hooters. Um, <laughs> Interesting. The first Hoots okay. opened in Cicero. I never thought Illinois, I'd hear that sentence. Which is where Better Call Saul's from. Wow. Here we go. Um, so I know Hannah's hoping some wings are at the house. LJ, what are you, what are, what are you, what is something you look forward to on the Super Bowl spread? I mean, the wings are delicious, but the best, the bet, the highlight of any Super Bowl party is some dip that I never walk away from. You know, that dip that you like keep just dipping a single buffalo, chips into. A buffalo chicken dip or something? It's some, I don't or, know what dip. It, it's always some dip. It's a different dip every year, I think. But like, you know, sometimes it's a perfect seven layer. Sometimes it's one of those quesos. You know, sometimes it's a buffalo chicken dip. There's just always one dip that I'm just standing there, pulling chips straight out of the bag, dipping into the container and eating for the entire <laughs> night. <laughs> sausage balls. Sausage balls are sausage pretty damn balls. good. Oh. Yeah. If mom's right. making them, sausage mom, balls. Your mom makes some good <laughs> sausage <laughs> balls. Yes, she does. Oh. Um, wings. I'm trying to think. I like those. Sometimes you get like, if someone will get like the Hawaiian rolls and they, and I think it's pretty easy. You just put some cheese and ham yes. and you kind of, maybe a little those butter and you just put it yes. in the oven to where it gets a little toasted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with those. those the Super Bowl is one of those. It'd probably be smart if you'll go, even if it's a big plate, get one plate and just eat that. But I'm going to, I'm going to do this again, as I always do. I'm going to snack and about midway through the second quarter, I'm going to be in pain. Yep. <laughs> and then around halftime, I'm going back for some more. And then usually about, you know, the four minute mark in the fourth quarter before you're really getting ready to sit down, go ahead and make sure you go get one more wing or, or another <laughs> course, one of those yeah. little sliders or, or a couple more pigs in the blanket, you know? Yep. And chances are you having carbonated beer the whole time. So uh, your belly's going to be packed. Would there be a good drinking game for the Super Bowl? Like, would it be how often they show Mike Shanahan? Or Ooh, that's uh, interesting. Um, how often they show? I don't know. I, how often a sh- the name Shanahan gets said? Just ooh, no, that, that wouldn't work. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd have to go beer for you that one. Not, not a shot or anything. It just needs a, a sip or something. <laughs> I don't know. The, okay, so we were saying sex is at four and a half, and then we were trying to debate whether p- oh, passing touchdowns. Are above that or not? Then, like you're talking about, you know, the over under oh. is like nine drinks for the game. So that might uh, sex and passing touchdowns. You drink. You need. You sometimes need an obscure one though. You do need something that's kind of. Uh, I I love when Peyton Manning's in the Super Bowl when it's like however like, however many times you see the red mark on his forehead. Yeah, or hear the word. It's like a half a beer. Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. How many times they what, show what, Matt Breida? Well, that, that one's why Brita. Yeah, why Brita? Never get in the game much, so they'd have to like actually paint. I can't him. believe we have not mentioned it's it's Super Bowl week, and we haven't mentioned anything about the Patriots. Did you see Tom Brady text our boy Jimmy G and said, "Good luck, go win yeah. one." So, I mean, really, if we're thinking about it, if the 49ers win, does that Super Bowl kind of go to the Patriots God, dynasty? don't make me Would root against I, the Niners. You're not Well, you can't, but no. This, this championship kind of goes like a halfway to Bill Belichick and the no, Patriots. If the, what? Excuse I'm just you. trying to get y'all riled up. Uh, can I, I will say, though, an NFL story we haven't talked about, if we're, uh, if we're ready to move on, I don't know if we are. But yeah, just a yeah. real quick one that we're t- mentioning is like, Man, don't you think that Archie Manning was totally right by not letting Eli go to uh, San Diego? Because that has been a mess for Phillip Rivers. That's yeah, atrocious. they did actually announce they're moving on from Phillip Rivers. Well, L.A., but San Diego, the Chargers. Yeah, with the former San Diego, yeah. Um, and now he's I, moving to Florida, interestingly. Where huge, bummed. huge bummer to me because I I think Phillip Rivers is one of the better quarterbacks to play at. And 
you know, I hate seeing. I mean, him play but for a are, great do you team, blame but... him for moving on? I mean, maybe they're. No, we I don't credit Bill, we credit Bill Belichick for moving on when it's time, and maybe I don't know. It's just something the Chargers in in, uh, in New York. They're like throwing parades for a quarterback that has like a 500 winning percentage, and took all the Under, money he could on his way out. And then in uh, L.A., they're sitting there saying that the reason that they can't, you know, draw audiences is because of this, you know, potential. I mean, I, potential Hall of Fame quarterback that they've got back there that just never had a team around him. So I don't know. It's just. It's it's sad to see a, a player mistreated as badly. I mean, you know, the Chargers have always been that team that's not done their players right. So yeah, I guess but it's not then but then how how tall is how tall is Philip Rivers? Do we know? I don't think he, I think he's Broncos tall. If that's what you're trying to get at, yeah, that's what I'm asking. I'm asking if he's John Elway like tall. Like, <laughs> is he about? I think six, he's tall six, enough. Uh, he is uh, six five. Yeah, he can play. Five. That's Broncos tall. Broncos tall. He's Bronco tall. Okay, I love it. Um, all right. We mentioned it last week, so I do want to get into it. We were we we kind of went long on some Super Bowl stuff, but it's Super Bowl week, baby. You got you got yeah. you got to get some good Super Bowl talk. But I want to talk some 1917. LJ, you did do your now. I will. I don't know if you can really spoil a war movie because it's not like the plots. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a it's happened. It's just a it's a historical thing. But this is a spoiler for anybody who has not seen 1917 and doesn't want to get anything mentioned because they might mention a death or something. But mm-hmm. We'll be back to um, uh, we'll be we'll be done with the spoilers at and then I'll fill this in with the time once I've done the recording. That makes sense. <laughs> Watch them forget this and then this will all be in. Um, <laughs> I sure hope so. I'm just kidding, but we are done with spoilers at about one hour, twenty two minutes, and eighteen seconds. Nineteen seventeen pops. What did you think? What did I think about the movie? Yeah, you as you were walking out of the movie. I mean, what did you think? You were impressed, right? I was impressed, but I think way I had the, way I, to lead the witness. It, it, <laughs> I, well, I was more impressed with the the filming of it that I think we'll talk about than I was. I, I want to say that it was not the best war movie I've seen. I, I thought that uh, Platoon was better. Mm. I thought Saving Private Ryan was better. I thought maybe the best war movie of all time is Full Metal Jacket was is just an amazing movie. So as far as the movie went, I thought it was solid, but but I probably had too many expectations for it. So that was my huh. my thought coming out. You know, can I respond quickly to that? As soon as Hannah and I, we, we saw the movie today, and as soon as we walked out of the theater, uh, we were, I think, on the other end of the spectrum, and we mentioned all three of those movies. I think we hmm. were we were both saying that we liked it better then, although you were, I haven't seen Full Metal Jacket, and Hannah was kind of on the fence there, but then mm-hmm. we did say Platoon, it's like on that level, but I think we liked 1917 a little better. Really? And then Saving Private Ryan, I was saying, I need to, I definitely need to rewatch it before I make a bold statement on the podcast, but I'll boldly state on the podcast without having rewatched it that I think I like 1917 better, so. Go watch um, Full Metal Jacket, that's. Yeah, I know uh, I need to, and that's yeah. Kubrick, right? Yeah, an amazing so, movie, amazing yeah. movie. Yeah. So the way the way nineteen, I think, kind of uh, from a critical standpoint, like this is something I've I've actually an old an older film teacher of mine, uh, Drew Morton, who taught who taught me back in high, uh, college. I, I saw him, I talked to him about it a little bit, and he mentioned that there wasn't at the he didn't like the acting as much. He thought the character build and the acting wasn't up to par, but just the way it was shot, like the way it was done was amazing and that's why it's probably going to win a ton of awards so let's just get into 
that way it wasn't one long cut there was there was some cuts in it but I well, mean, there it, was it presents that opening as two scene cuts. it presents itself as two cuts there's okay. the and pre- well, I had heard that it was going to be one long the concussion no would be the cut okay yeah that's what I thought but there were there were way more cuts than that you just don't see them you know, right. they, they're, yeah, they're I mean, clever. they kind of do a yeah. thing where like, it gets a little... Yeah, they do it very clever where all of a sudden it's a little dark or something, like maybe they're turning. But that opening scene where they wake up and then they go to the, the general's little mm-hmm. thing, whatever, and they get told they're going to have to go catch... They're going to have to go make it to his brother's area to mm-hmm. where they call off the attack. And then they like go through... The way they shot that, I, mean, I don't... I, honestly... As I was watching, I don't understand how they possibly did it. Not, I thought the acting personally. I thought the acting was amazing because you don't even get a second to yeah. turn off. You never turn off. I agree. What did y'all think about that? As someone, I mean, it's a little different because y'all are in theater, but how, is that not? Is it not hard for the actors to? I mean, theater actors do this, I guess. Because I was about to say this off, is like part of the yeah. course. You have to stay in character for two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, with an audience sitting there waiting for you to mess up. Um, so I would argue that that yes, it's like and theater, the way but. and the way it's shot, it makes me feel. It really felt like a realistic version of like a Call of Duty war game. I felt like I was following behind them. Like I, I was in a campaign yeah. mode at one point. But one of the what did you think about that or both of y'all? One of the things that, uh, uh, that, that we talked about immediately was how the, the way it was filmed, like made the stakes feel higher. Like the, the whole point of the movie is there's this time crunch. Like they have to get from point A to point B by sunrise. Mm-hmm. And right. so for that first half of the movie, the time crunch doesn't feel as real. And it's like, why are you guys being like, you know, like get out of the, the German um, uh, trenches, you know, there's no reason to be playing around with a bed. Um, but then it's also like not a big deal. Like they can waste their time. It's not, you know, they've got till morning. And then by the time post concussion and it's like, you know, who knows two, three in the morning. And uh, like uh, just that, the, the fact that the time keeps ticking on in a way that is real for you as it is for the characters, it, it really made that time crunch feel authentic and and feel like you know scary and then he actually gets to the camp and they're singing what you can tell immediately is like the we're about to go to battle song and uh and he just sits down because he's just so exhausted and uh it feels real to you and like a, i'm also exhausted and i need a second to just listen to wave yeah i mean at one point i felt like i needed to catch my breath and i'm just sitting in the theater but like I, it did the way they follow him like that makes you like oh my god oh my, every time you think he has a second to maybe Take a breath. He sees another guy. He sees another guy. Well, and a great example of that is when he's in the water uh, near the very end of the movie and he finally gets that branch to grab onto. And then he just kind of like slowly relaxes into it and then falls asleep and almost drowns like right then and there. I was totally with him. I didn't even think about the implication of falling asleep on that branch until all of a sudden he was gasping for air. So was I like in that same moment, we had the same reaction. So um, I thought that 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 was really nice. Um, Yeah. With the whole like, one shot thing um it did feel like we were time following them all the time is what it kind of felt like it's like we were so is that the the impact y'all thought it had on the film was to give and i and i, I didn't catch that as much right after but it did it did have a impact to give you that time ref, reference of mm-hmm. it, it's getting dark or it is dark now we have to get there before light like we have to get there now yeah and it, it kind of made the point of like when he wanted to leave and the girl was like, the, the girl that he was with that mm-hmm. had the baby was like, just wait, just wait till it's dark. And he's like, no, I have to, I have to go now. Well, I like, can't We wait. don't know what time it is. His watch broke. He didn't know what time it is either. Like we all yeah. felt the same way in that moment of like, yeah. it could be, it could be 4am or it could be midnight and we really have no idea right now. Well, no, he counted the clock, the clock bells. That's how oh. he knew what time oh, it was. It was 5am. Oh, That's why okay. you could say it was, you, nice, yeah. or it was 6am. That's why he was counting. He said you could see his mouth moving. He, he silently, he counted four. 
five because you know wow. I was doing the same thing. I was counting the clock bells as well to figure out what time it was. Um, but yeah, hmm. he counted and it was six. So he bells. knew he had to go. He knew. Well, that's why he said I have to go. And she goes, "It's about to get. It's about to be light out." That's how they both knew what time it was. There was times where he's talking with her and they didn't understand each other because they speak different languages, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they did. Did y'all catch that? That well, seemed odd. I would disagree with you. I would say that they had trouble on like certain words like it was i would say that his understanding of french was similar to my understanding of french like when she would say things like river i caught that but when she would say things that i didn't understand i was very thankful that we had subtitles um well so you know but I also agree or disagree but it actually he didn't he didn't respond to everything she said every question it was kind of cool because she asked him um a question i don't remember exactly what it was and he didn't answer while he was talking to the baby. Oh, she said, do you have children? Yes. And he didn't understand it. Or maybe he did. I don't know. But he didn't answer the question. Um, and I think that was like showing the... Because we, we saw a relationship opportunity to build. And it didn't get built because he didn't understand the question. He just kind of moved on and was talking to the baby. Um, yeah. And yeah, but I mean, but it was just that human connection too. I didn't feel like... I felt like the language barrier was kind of cool because they, they recognized that they didn't understand each other. But it felt like he understood, like, things. Like, when she would say, she would say, go ahead and keep talking to the baby. She just kind of also gave him a, a physical cue to yeah, say, do yeah. it. You know, it was the, I think if you were there, even if you didn't speak a lick of French, you would understand what she was kind of But also, he's to. presumably been in France for about two he, years now. Yeah, right? he so, knows a little bit, yeah. Uh, but not enough to, like, yeah. be fluent. Um, and, and I will, Pop. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was just gonna say the last thing that I really want to say on the cinematography and the in the one shot aspect of it. Um, well, I'll say two things. One thing I know I got on Hannah's nerves because about halfway through, because I was calling out every spot where I think that you could have a cut, uh. every little section where it was like, oh, this thing passed over the camera, so there's probably a cut here. Oh so I'd gosh. lean over to Hannah and say, <laughs> I think that was a cut. Oh my gosh. And uh, <laughs> about two or an hour and 40 minutes into the movie, I realized how annoying I was being. So I stopped, but, uh, it was a two hour movie. Well, I also um, gave you a look like this when you leaned over right before you said something. I was like, really? Are you gonna, yeah. You gonna and I'm me? like talking to somebody who's Again? like more aware of that kind of stuff than I am. So like, you know, it's, I don't know, whatever. But the other thing I'll say about it is that, uh, I, I usually go into, when I know a movie has a gimmick like that, I usually go into, okay, but like, who cares? Like what, what point is this gimmick? But this movie, it felt like there was a real point to the gimmick. And so like, I really want to give it up to them. It wasn't done just to say I can do this. It was done to enhance the movie. Right. Exactly. Like sometimes you'll see like, you know, this was filmed in, you know, uh, 18 millimeter cameras and it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, no one cares about that, but the like absolute deepest film nerd ever, or like, um, you know, the soundtrack was all done live. Uh, Okay. No one's ever going to know that. Like, you're never going to hear that and be like, oh, I bet that was done live. Like, it doesn't matter. But in this, it really set the stage and it really set the tone of the movie. So I really appreciate that they did that for this. Was there, Pops, I'll ask you, was there a scene or moment or just something that was like really stood out to you? Well, when they're in the German barracks and the rat you know, is yeah. it falls and he's going to that trip line. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. and they just realize there's a trip yeah, line. He realized he says, be still. And then the rat, I mean, that, oh, that we really had me on the edge time. of yeah. my seat. That was, yeah, that was probably, I was most on edge at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Then right after that though, there was the moment and it, it, I felt both sides of them. So they, they finally get out and then he's like trying to, they still have to run because it's blow, it's falling on mm-hmm. him and he can't even see. Yeah. And they finally get out and all this stuff. And he goes, 
why did you pick me? Yeah. Because yeah. if you remember at the beginning, he's like, get a friend. And he picks him. And they don't even realize where they're going yeah. yet. Yeah. And that moment where they interact with each other, he's like, why couldn't you pick someone else? And he's like, I didn't know what I was picking I you for. Man. I thought we were about to get food. some food. Oh, yeah. 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 I thought we were going to get some food. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. And he even says at one point, he's like, go home. I mean, walk back. I'll, I understand this isn't for you. This is for me to go get my brother. I'm sorry. And then you see his mom was like, well, no, I'm going to fucking go with you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what am I going to do now? Yeah, yeah. this is yeah. what I'm doing. I, I just felt so much for both characters because I think both of them were like, I don't, I'm don't. i sorry. I didn't realize I was picking you for something that could and probably will kill well, you. Well, then I, he helped that was, damn German, too. That kind of pissed me off. It's like, I agree. let this son of a bitch burn. You know, I'd sound yeah. so okay. harsh. So but. that's one of the things I loved so much about the movie is it created this. It, it really showed you what fog of war means. Um, and it really showed you that like, you know, it, people on the battlefield are also people. Yeah. And so they want to do good things for other people. And so you, you see a human burning. Yeah, exactly. Wonder, and yeah. so you yeah. wonder if maybe, um, because at, towards the end of this movie, our dude Schofield uh, does not give a shit about, you know, he's he's ready to choke a German out just for the hell of it. You know, he's not trying to be a good yeah. person anymore. Um, and you wonder if maybe that German that came down in the plane has also at some point tried to be a good person, but then lost somebody to the English war machine or something like that or or lost something great. And I think that's kind of what is beautiful about this movie is that like, we have so many interactions with two people at a distance who are trying to figure out one, who are you? And two, are you going to be who you're supposed to be? And, um, and nobody knows the answer to that until the first bullet rings out. And I just thought that was so beautiful. I thought that was so touching. And another thing they touched on too, is, uh, he even one the guy that he ran into the other, the other, um, people where he jumped into the car with, yeah. Um. He said, "Make sure you are with witnesses when you tell yes. them." Yeah, I thought yeah. that was and, so cool. Well, and that was cool because that still goes with what you're saying too. Is that they don't trust each other? Yeah. Either because war changes you. Yeah. As yeah. a human, that was and, a um, very and cool. then that. Yeah. And then that moment where you were like, "Why are you upset that we called you off? You're about to go into a, like you're about to get slaughtered." Yeah. And he's like. Because in two days or a week, we're yeah. going to go right yeah. back to it. Like, let's yeah. just go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off or something, yeah. you know? And it was that moment, to, to your point, Pops, went where, one, I was with you. I'm pissed that he helped the German out because it ended up getting him killed. But then where you see that death happened because it, it was in, like, real time, basically. You watch him, like, bleed out in real time. And then yeah. to see that he has to just move on. I mean, you have to. You have there's to still on. a mission. Yeah. Well, and I also, I think oh. another interesting thing about that is Hannah and I talked about this immediately is how it felt like Tom and or Tom, the, the actor, I uh, can't remember his name right now, um, was definitely immortal at the beginning. Like he had plot armor, you know, he was the hero of this movie. We thought he right. was the main character. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and this other guy was the bumbling fool that like mm-hmm. got stuck in the barbed wire and then stuck it in a dead person. And then, um, you know, upset the raw, oh, that like, scene. Um, uh. Oh yeah. I was about to throw up when I was like, just seeing the dead horses was enough to like mess me up. And then man, that was a rough He's, scene. But then he sticks a cut up hand inside of a dead person. Oh, yeah. oh my oh. God. It was Hannah tough. and I turned to each other and we were like, that hand's gone. Like it might not be by the end of this movie, but that hand oh. is gone in this story. Like well, he's, he's going back home and cutting that off. Well, but, I said, I liked him, but he's dying. Like yeah. that's, he's infected. He's dead. He was like, certainly going to die. And uh. then, and then it ended up being, we turned our back for, one damn second to get some water and uh you know uh tom is dead again and so yeah, uh, yeah that was a big yeah. shock i i thought the movie was really well done i went into it with some expectations i really liked it i even if you if you had issues in the pot or something just the way it was done on a technical level was really impressive i think it's worth seeing just on that alone yeah 
because I don't think I've ever seen a movie like that before. I don't know when I will see another one like that. And and then, like you said, LJ, it did it did add to the movie. It wasn't just because for so I could say I did it. Like yeah. it actually did oh, make yeah. the movie better. Agree. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was good. Now I do need to go. I, I have to go watch Full Metal Jacket again, yeah. and I probably need to go watch Save It Private Ryan and yeah. Platoon. Like well, that's the thing is, I haven't watched. Add it back up to my queue. I haven't watched war movies in a long time, and so this definitely got me back into like I really want to go through. I want to watch Band of Brothers. Is probably the next thing I want to rewatch. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. All right, well, that will wrap it up for another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. Our, is it our our third Super Bowl preview podcast? It is our third Super Bowl preview <laughs> third podcast. Third Super Bowl yeah. preview podcast and counting and counting. We're still going. So yeah. uh, that'll do it for another week. We'll be back to uh, recap. Hopefully, uh, Hannah will be celebrating in a little over, what, a couple in a few days? In a few Hopefully, days. there's a big celebration going on. I think we have her uh, on for I, 10 minutes no matter what happens next week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you, might, you will not want me on if they lose. <laughs> Um, we, we may not if they win. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> too much. Um, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. Hopefully, Super Bowl's a great game. We can't wait. And uh, again, one last time, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Our thoughts and prayers are with yeah. any every, any and everyone affected by the death of Kobe Bryant. And also and that helicopter. Anybody in that helicopter? Yeah, yeah, anyone. all of them. Yeah. So there were three families, coaches, daughters. Yeah, very tragic sport uh, moment. And and not just sports, very in the world. It, yeah. was a, it was a tough day, and and uh, that'll do it for another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook. You can find our show notes on our website at jbbpod. We got a lot of com. Yeah, there's some there's some stuff in there, and then. Uh, Make sure, if you haven't, subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcasts. And go ahead and leave that review, even if the review is not much. Like, the review means something. And actually, go into the review, and if you have a question in the reviews, it will get answered on the podcast. Go leave a review, and then ask a question at the end, and it can get answered on the podcast. All right. That'll do it. Another edition of JPB Pod is in the books. Guys, I will holler at you, hopefully, with the 49er victory in in the past. Let's go. (laughs) Peace. Peace. Peace.